Hello, Vineyard Cincinnati. I'm so delighted to be joining you for my first time on First Things First. My name is Sarah Kreischer, and I'm one of the staff members on the outreach team here at VCC. I'm so excited to spend some time with you today and dive into a verse in the Bible that I've had to work through personally in the past and that I believe can be pretty crucial to how we walk out our faith. So Luke is one of the gospel authors who gives us the detailed account of Jesus's time here on earth, his death and his resurrection. In the very beginning of his second book, the book of Acts, Luke describes for us the last conversation Jesus has with his disciples before returning to heaven. I think this passage can give us some great insight to focus on his very last sentence, his parting command or instructions to his people. Acts 1 verse 8 says, Jesus says to his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And with that, he ascends into heaven and his disciples are left standing with those words echoing in their hearts. I want to take some time to dive into this verse and understand how through these words to his disciples, Jesus shows us exactly how he wants us to respond still today. So this verse uses a word that I'll be honest, used to be very intimidating to me, the word witness. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that word witness, it used to feel so weighty to me, like to the point of downright intimidating. I believed if I was going to be a witness, I needed to have all of the answers to all of the questions. That if I was going to be a good or an effective witness, I needed to know like chapter and verse of all of the scriptures that could help prove faith or prove God with absolute certainty to those who had questions or doubts. And it walked hand in hand with that scary church word that we use, evangelism. That was incredibly overwhelming to me and it, I felt extremely inadequate to be able to do any of that. But then I had a conversation with a teacher in my ministry training that challenged this thinking and helped reframe what I was being called to do. He described a witness in a courtroom trial. You see, it's, it's not the job of the witness to convince the judge. It's not the job of the witness to prove without a shadow of a doubt the guilt or the innocence being disputed. It's not even the job of the witness to win over the jury. In a courtroom, the witness's job is to give the account of what they saw or experienced. That's it. To share the details of what they know to be true. And this, this is what God calls us to when he commissions us to be his witnesses, to give an account of what we have seen and what we have experienced in our walk with him, to share the details or the stark contrast of what our life was like before we experienced him and how we're changed now that we have a relationship with Jesus. That truth is what I'm called to and what I'm called to share as a witness. And that reframing of the word witness, it changed everything for me. It alleviated the pressure I felt to have all of the answers. You see, my story is my most powerful gift I can offer. The story of how I'm not who I once was, how I was changed. When I allowed God to alter my trajectory, to set me on a path, to refine my heart or to heal my brokenness and to call me his own. How I'm still doing that today and how I'm still a work in progress. How Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power is now in me, bringing to life things that I thought were surely dead, like broken relationships or hope. How his relentless pursuit of me in spite of my wandering and my sin and my brokenness is evidence of his unending love for me. 
And this is the hope. This is the hope that the world is searching for and the good news that it's like yearning for. You see the intimidating church word evangelism? That comes from the Greek word euangelion that simply means good news. My story of transformation and yours, it's exactly that. That's the good news. So how fitting it is that this is Jesus' command to his closest followers, the last thing he says. They more than anyone could attest to what they saw, what they experienced when they walked alongside him. When he tells them to be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, he's inviting them to share their story to a world that's hungry for his story. So today I invite you to reframe what it means to be a witness. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. I just love the beauty of this verse. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. I invite you to look back on your story to recount where you have experienced God his hand on your life, his goodness to you, his patience with you, his comfort in times of grief, and his guidance through times of uncertainty, his blessings. Those moments that you recall, they weave together to form the reasoning for the hope that you have and what a gift and an act of love it is for you to offer that to others who are searching for that same hope. Won't you pray with me? God, I just thank you so much that you allow our story to be intertwined with your story. I pray that you would help us just to think on those moments that you have made yourself so clear to us that we can recall how we have seen and how we have experienced you through our, our walk with you. I pray that we would just have the courage and the strength to share that with others. And I thank you so much that you are the main character of our story. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a very blessed week.